Welcome. We trust you will be encouraged by this message from Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, presented by Chavda Ministries International. Real love, real people, real power. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You may remain standing while I read from Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 9 and 10. Then you'll be seated. It says, Nehemiah chapter 8. Now, see the scenario. The children of Israel had been taken captive. And prophetic words indicated that they would be restored back home in Jerusalem after 70 years had passed. And God is doing that and works on the king. And you read in the book of Nehemiah how the king allows Nehemiah. And then in the book of Ezra, you find what's happening. Those, those are great books. But the people haven't been at home for 70 years, and finally they are there. And on this day, special day, they are able to get together. And it says in verse 9, And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe and the Levites who taught the people said to all the people this day is holy to the Lord your God do not mourn nor weep for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law and it was that missed it so much they had been held captive now they are restored and so they are able to hear the word of the Lord, and so they are so deeply moved. And it's a privilege for us in our nation to be able to have the freedom to read the word of God privately and publicly. And in some manner, we are a little bit, in a somewhat many, many years later, somewhat similar situation because for two years, uh, authorities and conditions have made us, chased us away in a sense, and driven us to be alone, to keep six feet away even from your wife, and uh, wear masks. Even the little children had to wear masks. And we are slowly recovering but it has tried to leave a wound on us. And we can identify with these people. And so as they hear the word of the Lord, so, their hearts are so moved. And then he says to them, Nehemiah, then he said to them, verse 10, go your way. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions though to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Say, the joy of the Lord, the of the Lord is my strength. Is my strength. The, joy the joy of the Lord is our strength. Turn to your neighbor, say, the joy of the Lord, the of the Lord 
is your strength. Uh, amen. Amen. You may be seated. And we're going to have communion and an offering as, as we share the word. And we'll take an offering also. And there are people watching us all over the world, so I want to remind all of you here and over there that you can make special checks out so we can be debt-free. There's a debt we have, and now we have seldom ever mentioned it. But I know God's people want to help. And so wherever you are, and there are people, when we built this auditorium, there were amazing people from around the United States and the world who sent us offerings, amazing generosity, and we are asking for you to remember that uh, as the Lord is restoring his people. There are things happening, and we don't have to imagine things. There are surreal things happening. A few weeks ago, the court changed after 50 years nearly its decision and made abortion not like sneezing. It was it, killing little babies is going to be challenging and they gave permission for every state to make a decision to not allow the killing of babies. And we just really, of course we are devoted to freedom, but we believe every human being, the Lord says, I knew you before in your mommy's belly. And so the Lord knows those bellies, those babies in the mommy's bellies. And uh, uh, to, uh, that whole spirit that is out there is a spirit of really negativity and would try to capture our children. And this is the time, these next few weeks, where the, a lot of the children will be able to go back to school. Last week, we were grateful Mary could share with us a little about classical education and other Christian ways by we can do homeschooling, other things that are available, and we're going to explore other things too. And uh, that if you can possibly do it other ways, we don't want a public school system to take possession of our children. That it is, we see parents waking up around the nation, and some being, <laughs> they're so angry at what has been happening to their children without the parents' permission. Little ones were going through surgery and extreme surgeries that uh, would castrate them and uh, give radical mastectomy to little girls. And it's, it's bizarre. But realize the apostle, the word of God says, we wrestle not against powers. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, 
against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenlies. And so there are forces of darkness. But the church of Jesus Christ has authority. Say authority. And we can speak in the name of Jesus and put the name of Jesus over each of our children and tell the devil, you will not touch them. They belong to Jesus Christ. So this is in this context then. Here we are again. And Nehemiah's words and Ezra's situation tells us again how the Word of God is there to encourage us. And the scribe and the prophet tells us the word of the Lord says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Say, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so, uh, I just want to ask you, what gives you joy? The Lord, of course. Different things. Uh, this last couple of weeks, I've had a slightly different experience. So has Bonnie, because we have a new and number one grandchild. Yes. And I have I've requested, so I get pictures, at least one or two, sometimes a few more, every day of this young man. He's got blonde hair, but I think his nose is Indian. Uh, um, but that's when he was born, so that's, um, anyway, that's sweet. We appreciate it. And uh, every time I see the picture, it triggers, I mean, something that I cannot explain. But it makes me happy. And there are certain things that make us happy. But above all, the Lord says, the joy of the Lord is coming to you. We choose this morning, we choose the joy of the Lord. And we are going to be, as these coming days, and we'll have next week and a couple of weeks, uh, we'll tell you a little more. We have a corporate 40-day fast we're going to do. Not all of you, not, <laughs> don't get terrified. It's not that we're requiring people to go on 40 days. But God may give you grace for the next six weeks. Every first day of the week, you can do a fast. Or at the beginning, you can do a three-day fast, whatever. And there are different kinds of fasting. You can... Uh, it has been a blessing for us to know our, our book on the hidden power of prayer and fasting has become a major bestseller over the years. And many, even Baptist churches, use it as a manual. And there are it's been translated in 40 languages. And so we explain, and I will explain over the next two weeks or so, the different kinds of fastings. But there is power in the corporate fast. And when if my people call by my name will humble themselves. And the humbling in the Bible is often by fasting and seek my face. 
and we are going to seek his face. There is these next few months are very strategic. So I bless you, I welcome you, and pray more of the friends that we have will come back. There were several more who were scared away or thought the pestilence was so rampant, but the God is giving us grace and God is giving us restoration. By the way, I want to send blessings. It's so good to see you, Katie, again. And uh, yes, give her a big clap, will you? And uh, Katie, stand up. People, some people are visiting. They don't know who you Katie is a great intercessor and from way back from the founding, she has been here. Uh, she had a couple of medical challenges, but she's overcoming them, and she's here. And we pray for Sister Ruth Parker, who had uh, surgery. Will have, sorry, that's right. And we are blessing her and the blessing of the surgery. Alice Makoviak and others who are Eliza. Chaplinsky, sometimes I speak, uh, I'm sure mom and dad are okay. We pray for them and send blessings. There are others, if you are battling COVID or other things, let us know and we will intercede and pray for you uh, during this next, after Labor Day on uh, September 6th onwards till October the 15th, we'll be fasting and praying, especially one of the big points is, I mean, we have major intercessory needs for our nation. We want to pray for the upcoming elections and that people, I mean, at this present time, I would rather trust the elections in Rwanda than, than I mean, I pray that there will be honesty, and that we will bind fraud from our upcoming election. America, there's nothing, I mean, <laughs> we may be free, but if we can say we are free, but the elections are somewhat weird, uh, and we can't trust them, then we have lost our freedom. So we are praying, and part of that will bind dishonesty and fraud, and praying the right people will be elected and this craziness uh, that's kind of seemed to be ruling uh, our government decisions that the Lord will restore sanity. I never, <laughs> I never thought I would pray, Lord, restore sanity in Jesus' name. <laughs> and, uh, but what I want to emphasize, we want to stay we won't, don't want to get so defined by our challenges that they were conformed by them. We are defined by the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord tells you and I, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Tell your partner you're sitting with, say, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And we choose joy. We're going to be happy on purpose. So it's not by accident, but we are going to be happy. Say happy. And the biblical term is joy. But uh, don't let different kinds of people or 
different problems steal your joy. Uh, and then today I'm choose to be thankful. And I'm going to be joyful. It says in Psalm 32, Psalm 30, verses 1 through 5, but I will summarize that. Verse 5 says, more, you know, problems may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And Psalm 118, King David tells us, despite the problems and betrayals and opposition, he says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Say, be glad. Uh, I used to, we were, in our way, way younger days, <laughs> I met Bonnie around 74, 73, 74. And 1970, I was a young pastor. I'd graduated from Bible University, and it was one of the great ones, so I'm grateful for that. Um, and then, while I was going to graduate school, I was asked by an elder committee from a church in Leveland, Texas, if I would come and be their pastor that God had told them. And it was the start of a great, great time in the Lord. And I met Bonnie, and in 76, we got married. And then, very quickly, Brother Derek Prince, and he was joined by some of the great teachers of the Word of God, and many involved in the revival of the Holy Spirit. But we, we were associated with Brother Derek Prince, who was our real wonderful mentor and teacher. And he's considered one of the leading Bible teachers of the last hundred years. And uh, then there were others like Brother Bob Mumford. How many of you have heard of Bob Mumford? Yeah, he's amazing. So full of humor and the Word of God. And Brother Don Basham, who was just anointed in deliverance. And uh, Aaron Baxter. There were some of the elders in the church that we they asked me, Bonnie, and I to pastor with Brother Jim Croft. And so we were there in South Florida, in Fort Lauderdale. And at that time, just wanted to underline that one of the famous words that really made sense to so many people that really also blessed us was a message that Brother Derek Prince taught called decision, not emotion. Say decision. decision. Not, emotion. not emotion. And he pointed out in that message that there were tremendous benefits and blessings serving the Lord, honoring him, coming to Jesus. And he says in Psalm 103, verses 3 to 5, he says that David listed six benefits for his soul in choosing the joy of the Lord and praising the Lord. And he says, because God forgives all your iniquities. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness 
and tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things. Say good things. He renews my youth like the eagles. We need, how many of you need a little bit of renewal? <laughs> yeah, I need renewal. He renews my youth like the eagles. And uh, so we will rejoice in the Lord. And uh, the Lord tells us, Ephesians 6, 10, again, we are like onwards. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers. Uh, so the thing we want to choose as we go forward in these coming days, as we look at the days of fasting coming up, but we will have joy. We are not going to be defined by our challenges. We're going to be defined by the Lord. And we rejoice and we choose. And so it's important wherever you are, I'll be happy. Make a decision. Again, Derek's word, decision, not emotion. But often, you know, even in the last 20 years that we, we have been so influenced by the media and so we're driven by sometimes by emotion and we are going to we are making a decision for the Lord so I choose to be happy so I choose to be happy and I mean <laughs> you choose to be happy in your marriage, of course, I'm very happy. I got a Mason woman. And she did, what was the exercise you used to do? Typo. And I don't know how many of you remember Typo. And it was, I mean, she was so good in it. And I learned that this woman could beat me up anytime. <laughs> and so I respect her. <laughs> And I, but I, I have joy in my marriage. I have joy in my home. I have joy in my job. I have joy. We, we want to decide to have joy. And I'm not going to be, become a victim of self-pity. I had a little bit of an adventure uh, uh, where <laughs> I had gone to a regular exam my doctors and they phoned one night and said the day I'd given my test and said we have made an appointment for you go to the hospital and get some blood I said what I never had to have blood but they found my blood had gone way down the count but the Lord filled me with so much joy and they found that somehow Somewhere in the way back when I was a freshman or junior in college, I was visiting, I was speaking at a church not in a small town in Texas. And I had, an, I had to have an emergency appendectomy. And the doctor was a sorcerer, 
and uh, did some feathers, wore some feathers, and did dance around me. Not really, but <laughs> it almost seemed like it. <laughs> but he, uh, he, I think he left some things untied or whatever. And years later, something went wrong, and and I started leaking blood or something. But anyway. Like I, I preached Acts 16, at midnight, the, the apostles gave praise to the Lord. And sometime in the midnight, somewhere in one night, in the next few days, after I had this, the Lord healed me completely. And my blood count went way up normal, and everything was good, and I'm, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So I reject and we want to make a decision, if we can, to reject getting into self-pity. And uh, Psalm 144 says, Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. So we are happy. Why? Because God is my Lord. Uh, remember this, that the most powerful warrior in the world, the greatest leader in history is on your side. His name is Jesus. And so we will say, like David, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. In Hebrews 12, you're very familiar with the scripture that says, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Say run. With endurance. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And you know, scripture says, in your presence, Lord, is joy. Fullness, say fullness, of joy. And it goes on to say, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And that phrase, for the joy that was set before him. You have to think for a moment, what was it that Jesus possessed in his heart that was his driving factor? And we talk about many things, obedience to the Father and many other things. But you know what he had? He had the vision of the assurance of what Daniel saw in Daniel 7 where the Son of Man comes in clouds of glory into the throne room of heaven and goes up to the Almighty, to the Father, handing him the redemption prize for all of creation and is seated in his throne. And that joy of returning to the presence of the Father with the victory prize for all creation in the future of the cosmos and the human race and the great joy of that moment. And in that same way, I was looking at 
um, Psalm 16 when we were talking about the joy of the Lord. And I found there Jesus' secret to joy. And it is true, and you know it from reading your Bible, but in many places, in the Psalms in particular, we know that the Spirit of Christ prophesies through the psalmist. And for instance, Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There are many places like that where it is actually the words of Jesus prophesying in advance of what he would go through in his life incarnate as a man with all of the temptations and weaknesses that we have and all the difficulties that we would encounter in life in the flesh. And in Psalm 16, the psalmist starts out and then basically saying, oh, you know, I have no goodness without you, Lord. And then suddenly something kicks in. And it is the spirit of Christ prophesying through him. And in verse 3, he says, As for the saints who are on the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Say delight. In fact, say all my delight. And consider the source there. It's very interesting. And that was part of what spurred Jesus on to obedience and fulfilling his mission, to facing the principalities and powers that tempted and oppressed and came against him and having an answer for all men, those who followed him and those who opposed him, kings and rulers and the least of the least. In verse 5, it says, O Lord, you are my portion, the portion of my inheritance and my cup. You maintain my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Say, you maintain my lot. The lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. I have a good inheritance. Say, good inheritance. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. Say, counsel. Come on. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Say, I shall not be moved. Therefore, say therefore. And Derek always taught us, if it's a therefore, see what it's there for. And we have just looked at why the therefore is there. Therefore, my heart is glad. Say glad. Glad. My glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. And this is where we know this is Christ speaking. For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. And what we find here is that there are five sources, established, settled anchors of the joy of the Lord, if you will, that are uh, elucidated, that are illuminated here in this psalm. Number one, in the saints, in the people of God. And think about what happens to your mind and heart and even body when we gather together, whether it's in small groups or wider corporate uh, seasons, times, moments, um, occasions for prayer and worship, and how your heart becomes joyful and encouraged. So Jesus was looking forward to the day when he would have all 
of the excellent ones, all of those who followed and believed in him, together with him for eternity. And that thing of the presence of his people gave him joy to endure everything, to go through everything. Secondly, again, in the psalm there, our inheritance the security of an inheritance that has been won for us. And you see, these are things that surpass temporary troubles or joys of this world. These are eternal things that are landed in every believer. So if we recognize that we have these things, we can always depend that we have a deep well of joy that we can draw from and that can buoy us up in any situation and that we can give to others. In the worst of worst times, the apostles had this joy. I was listening to, to uh, 2 Corinthians and Paul's um, writing to the church there about the deep troubles and perplexities and, you know, despairing and blah, 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 all this kind of cast down but not despairing, fighting wild beasts and imprisoned several times and shipwrecked. And, and in the whole context, he's talking about his joy and his joy in the saints, his joy in the security of his inheritance. And it goes on here in this psalm, God's counsel, say his counsel, so as the spirit of the Lord ministers to you through his word and at night through dreams and that waking moment where he gives you a fresh impression every morning by the spirit of the Lord, it's like dew that is coming on you to refresh you and encourage you. But it's his counsel coming that we can walk day by day, be instructed by him, find his pathway. And that reality that we are a people who actually hear the voice of God speaking to us in the midst of our daily lives, that is a permanent source of joy for Christians. But it's, it was one of Jesus' strategies in the saints, in his inheritance to come, in receiving God's counsel, and then in his presence, it says there. The presence by the Spirit. And uniquely, we who believe and have received the fullness of the Holy Spirit have this unique reality and privilege. And if you haven't tested it recently, notice the difference between being in the presence of God's people, spirit-filled people in these worship and prayer times, etc., and then being out somewhere in the world in some kind of encounter with unbelievers. And there is a dynamic difference in the atmosphere. In his presence is fullness of joy. I've set him at my right hand. And then lastly, and possibly most importantly, something that we have not emphasized enough in the church. The first Christians had this confidence because the eyewitnesses that had seen Christ in his resurrection were many. And they continued to tell their testimony. And the testimony of the resurrection. And again, you see Christ speaking. What were his, his sources of joy that enabled him to go through even the worst things? And ultimately, it was the absolute knowledge that God was going to raise him up with an eternal glorious body and life everlasting. And friends, saints, 
When you received Christ, you received the spirit of resurrection, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. When scripture says Christ in you, the hope of glory, he's literally talking about the assurance that that body you're living in right now will be changed. That you yourself will live forever. And even if this body lays down in the grave by any reason, you have the absolute certainty in the face of everything, even death, in the face of everything, that you already possess the promise and certainty that you will have a new glorious body that will be absolutely impervious to any kind of destruction. And so, once again, I just want to submit that for we who are Christians, joy is the source for happiness, but it's different from that uh, momentary surface um, thing that because of some pleasure that comes to us, it makes us feel good about something. And in this hour, while Pastor Mahesh was speaking, I, I started thinking, and this phrase came to me. It was almost as if the Lord said, Bonnie, social media has become this generation's Bible. Yeah. Compass. Source. What forms the personality. And it's, social media is entirely based on human emotion. But we have a Bible. And I so appreciate but Derek experienced himself, walked and lived his life, and imparted to those of us that were his disciples and his children this thing about for Christians, you can make a decision because you have the word of God to stand on, and the rest will follow you. So, sources of joy. Say sources of joy. Jesus' strategy for the joy set before him. Delight in the saints, in our inheritance, in God's counsel, in the presence of his spirit, and the certain knowledge of the bodily resurrection. Amen. And one of the things, just as a footnote to remember, you know, Paul's absent in the body, present with the Lord. And in his presence is fullness of joy. The atmosphere in heaven is joyous. Yes. It's joyful. Yes. Now we can, the moment you close your eyes here and open your eyes in the heavenly reality, realize the atmosphere is total joy. Jesus is there. Angels are there. The saints in glory are there. And on earth, the apostle tells us in Romans 8, 37, in all these things, you are more than conquerors. I am more than a conqueror. Say, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Tell your neighbor, you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. Realize you're conquering things. And whatever is set before you, you are conquering. The Spirit of God is with you. The name of Jesus is with you. Yes. The angelic host is with you. And they're going to give you the victory. You. So let the presence of the Lord inspire you 
and bless you. He did not create you to walk in defeat or disappointment. The David, the psalmist says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. In Isaiah 61, the Lord is such a wonderful source for us in this hour and in the days to come. But he says in Isaiah 61, 3, God is giving us, he will give you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of the spirit of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. So realize there is, there is a reality of spirit. Let's call the Bible calls it the spirit of heaviness. It'll make you feel, try to make you feel discouraged. And therefore, each day as God gives us that day, you're going to wake up and rejoice and choose to be heart happy. The Lord is giving me this day beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. So we reject, in Jesus' name, spiritual force over any of us or each of us. We need to go back to what uh, we, we learned, some of the basic things when we got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then some of us have forgotten, or some of us don't have that. I mean, it, it was so full of joy. I remember when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it was in the middle of having the news my mother had horrible bone cancer, and she was dying, and she wanted to see me, and all of that was mixed in it. And suddenly the Holy Spirit decided, this is the time I'm going to baptize this man with my spirit. And I was floating and I couldn't stop singing. First day, second day, third day, I said, what's wrong with me? I couldn't stop speaking in tongues and bubbling over. And then the Lord on the third day say, oh, about your mother, pray, pray to me. I said, she's got bone cancer. At that time, I didn't realize all the wonderful things our Lord is. And he's and I argued with him. I was a debater, national championship. I took, I took my team, that private Baptist university, to the national championships uh, debate in Harvard and Cornell and all the Ivy League thing. And I got the award for being the best extemporaneous speaker in the United States. Uh, that wasn't bad. <laughs> So we, we competed, but uh, I found out, well, the, the, I, I learned to debate. And so when the Holy Spirit came and said, pray for your mother, I thought it was a point for debate. And I wanted to debate him. Um, Sir, the, they said the diagnosis is bone cancer through her body. And all of that, and it 
And he said, he said, he corrected me very sweetly and say, you pray, I am the healer. And sure enough, I prayed. And a few days later, I got the news. My mother was completely free from the bone cancer. And she lived 26 more years full of the Holy Ghost, baptized. Came That Hindu woman came to Jesus Christ and prayed to him every day for the next 26 years. So the joy of the Lord is our strength. And uh, I've been, this last few weeks, one of the things I've noticed is the, how the singing of the birds, and I've noticed they start singing while it is yet night. It is dark, and they start singing. And I said, what are you singing about, dummies? But they are saying, because morning is coming. And so there are times where for us to start singing in the dark, because joy is coming in the morning. And uh, so the Lord says, whatsoever is good of good report, think, Philippians 4, 8, Think on these things. And then he ends that chapter, Philippians 4, by saying, And my God shall supply all your need according to the, his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Turn to your neighbor say, Your God is supplying every need according to his riches. In glory, through Christ Jesus. Therefore, Philippians 4, 4 tells us, Rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say, rejoice. Tell your neighbor, rejoice, neighbor. So joy depends on what is, not what's going on in your life, but of who is your Savior. And that is Jesus. The Lord created you for joy, and if I can say it, laughter. All right? Laugh. Ha, <laughs> Joy and laughter. Habakkuk 3.17. I'll let Bonnie speak. It says in Habakkuk 3, verses 17 and 18, we often miss... Habakkuk, Habakkuk, one of the great prophets. I love it. But he says, though the fig tree, and that's a biblical fruit, figs. When I often go to Jerusalem, I go to the market. And I love buying figs and some other things that are nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great to go have some of the fruit from the Bible lands and figs. And we have, in the Carolinas, we have figs. And I love, just a hint for people who may be thinking, what present can I give my pastor Christmas? Fig preserves are some of my favorites. Love figs. But anyway, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, there be no hurt in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy 
in the God of my salvation. Yet I will rejoice. Say, yet I will rejoice. So God invites us to be the most joyful, happiest people in the world. Because your source of your joy is the Lord, is the Holy Spirit, is angelic activity all around you. And when the angel of the Lord comes in Luke chapter 2 and and then we will be celebrating. I'm looking forward to Christmas season, the Christmas trees, the lights, wearing red, and uh, getting presents, eating wonderful things, being with your family. That's right giving my grants and presents. And hopefully we'll take note. And I'll, we'll take pictures to let him remember. And, uh, but he, there at that time, the angel tells the Christmas time, I have good tidings of great joy for unto you is born this day a Savior named Christ Jesus. And that is the greatest news that unto you is born this day in Bethlehem. Your Savior, Christ. And uh, so what, what gives you, remember some of the great things, that, what are some of the days that gives you great joy? I mean, I I remember being Derek Prince and I in Zambia next to the Victoria Falls near the Zambezi River and seeing thousands being touched by the Lord. Then the next year I went to Kinshasa from there, $29 more <laughs> flight in my total flight from here over there. And one night I was totally in the pastors never because there had never been a harvest meeting and suddenly 50,000 plus came made decisions for the Lord in one night and it was it's like being in heaven there is such glory it's hard to describe but what gives you joy remember days the day I got married was amazing and it was another, the day we got, we, our children were born. And then when Sarah, we had Sarah, we celebrated Sarah's birthday last week. But when she was born, Bonnie was very involved in making these banners. And each year I would be involved in helping lead a march in Jerusalem on Jerusalem Day March where the army marched, the navy marched, and all of them in Jerusalem. And there was a Christian contingent, and I was part of it. And uh, one year, they got, a league asked me if I would march with them, and I thought they would, in Jerusalem. And I said, sure, I'll march with you. I didn't notice what banner they had. And there are pictures of me marching 
with the La Leche League of Jerusalem, the breastfeeding mothers of Israel. Nursing mothers Nursing for mother. Israel is what the banner said. And it had a depiction. And in the middle of the banner was this man marching with the banner. Yeah. So we used to we used to meet monthly at the pastors' meeting in Florida, South Florida, and there were several pastors, but they came from different thinking, and uh, we'd have dinner sometime together, and I was having at this pastor's home, and Bonnie comes up to me, oh dear, and whispers. Do not order the coffee. Don't put cream in your coffee. Don't I put said. cream in your coffee. I know this is TMI, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> and it was the strangest thing. I tried to figure out what. Why would she say don't have cream in your coffee? And then I just happened to have to go through the kitchen to the another area of the and I found one of the pastor's wives was what do you call it? <laughs> she belonged to the breastfeeding mothers of Florida and she what was putting some of the cream was from her to to put in our coffee. I said Yikey, I am so glad I did not order coffee with cream. Sorry, but anyway. <laughs> but we prayed. She, Bonnie was pregnant with Sarah. And she was in, in the middle of making all these banners. One of them, I mean, it made the news headlines around the world. Yeah. Oh, there it is. I'm so glad you guys are fast. There is one of the great banners, and it was telling Gorbachev and the people in Russia to allow the Jews to immigrate because they had, many of them were in prison. They were not allowed to go out and immigrate to Israel. So that was the banner. And it was 18 feet high, and we had arranged these, this unique... A system of poles to carry it with and it's folded in the middle in this picture so it's not nearly as high as it actually was and it was 18 feet high and 12 wide with these depictions of various um, uh, parts of the community of the Jewish people in Russia and it says there in Hebrew let my people go and um, interestingly the state of Israel uh, paid the fare to fly it over because it, it weighed a ton and it, it would have cost us a lot of money to get it there. And they paid to bring it to Jerusalem. And then it was flown back to the U.S. and used at a march at the United Nations um, a couple of months later. And I didn't even know about that, but I opened the newspaper one day and saw our banner being carried in front of the United Nations 
on in an Associated Press um, story for again for the same thing and it was a time um, when that for for Christians especially for Christians who have that revelation that we owe a debt to Israel for our Savior for our Bible for all the fathers of the faith for our apostles and um, in that season there was the beginning of an awakening yeah. in the church and prayer for specifically for the Jewish people to be able to make Aliyah. And the next year, the Gorbachev changed his mind and the Israeli government, when we were in Jerusalem, they made special arrangements that we were taken by bus with some, a few other yeah. uh, officials to greet this numbers of planes coming from yeah, Russia and Eastern yeah. Europe to our Jews first time allowed to immigrate to Israel and yeah. we were there to greet them. Yeah. It was yeah. so much joy. But when I wanted to add this, that when Sarah was born, two weeks after her due date, that when she came, the doctor said, she has been waiting for two weeks to be born. And so as she was born, she was a gift to Israel even then. And I was very blessed in that. But uh, these are certain things you can recall that make you thankful. So with the joy of the Lord is thankfulness. Lord, I thank you for this. I thank you for that. And think and rehearse with him the areas that you want to be thankful to. For the littlest things, Lord, thank you. Thank you for healing. Thank you for providing. Thank you for my child. Thank you for the miracles. And uh, express thankfulness and focus on the Holy Spirit. And know the Bible tells us where two or more are gathered together, there, Psalm 133, there God commands a blessing. So even as we are here together, there's a little difference from being alone mm -hmm. where people gather together. He's commanding. Say command. So it's commanding a blessing. How many of you are willing to receive a blessing today? Say, I receive, Lord. I receive, Lord. Your blessing. Your blessing. And if you want to know the summary of it, go to Deuteronomy chapter 28 especially the first 14 verses, he tells you, this is part of the blessings of Abraham. I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. Above only and not beneath. I will fill your storehouses with abundance. Bless you in the city. Bless yeah. you in the field. Correct. Your bank account is going to be so blessed. You will lend to many but never owe to anybody. And that's Really grateful. Biden wants to be, kind of be, praise the Lord in a sense of getting the loan forgiven. But that's a different, that's a different subject. Sorry to, for me to insert that. Don't be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the Lord makes us the head and not the tail, above only, and not beneath. So he's, as we gather together, that's why I am, it is, important in this hour that we turn 
and be together, worship the Lord together on Sunday mornings, here in Friday nights if you can. And, uh, but as we gather, the Lord is commanding a blessing. So you are being blessed. It's not you give to worship just because your batteries are being charged. And you're going to be charged for this week with miracles and signs and wonders where two or more are gathered together, where my people gather together in unity. I command a blessing. And uh, so the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, and then the, in, in the Gospel of John, verse 38, he says, And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Put your hand on your belly. Amen. So out of my belly. Out of my belly. Shall flow. Shall flow. Rivers. Rivers. Of living water. Of living water. And the Bible specifically mm -hmm. says, and this he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit, which he was about, which we were about to receive. He had not been given until Jesus had been glorified. But then he sent down the Holy Spirit. And many years later, I found this was true. It's not just there. I got so full of the Holy Spirit and I couldn't explain it. It, it, it just, I was bubbling over and, and different ones. And if you haven't received the Holy Spirit, even today, we'll pray for you. And even this morning, where people are watching us on the internet, we pray that may the Holy Amen. Spirit fill you. Even now, as you're hungry and thirsty for more of God, now is the time. In the midst of what the devil is trying yes. to send, pestilence and fear uh -huh. and anxiety and separating and uh, pastors in certain countries, in Canada, for example, being arrested, even in Florida. The pastor who gathered, was uh, gathering his people was fined so many thousand dollars but they forgave the fine and he was later on did not have to pay it but in the midst of this we are going to rejoice in the Lord again I say rejoice and that say and make a decision the joy of the Lord Amen. is our strength Amen. and what we sing about there's a saying, what we sing about, we bring about. Say, what I sing about. What I sing about. I bring about. I bring about. So, it's <laughs> good. good. Thank you, Michael, and the worship team for leading yes. us in these songs. And as we sing, we sing for joy to the Lord. And we shout aloud, it says Psalm 95 to the rock of our salvation. And no, God is not a depressed person. <laughs> God is joyful. And may he transmit his joy to us today. In the midst of all this junk, inflation is going to take us over. There's not enough baby food around. And the and that we are begging 
other nations for oil and petroleum. And I said, God has so blessed us. But there are crazy people mm -hmm. up in Washington who will deny us the benefits even of these basic stuff. And may we be delivered. Amen. Amen. And that's the importance of the corporate prayer of the church because we are the only people on the earth that have authority by our living connection with the God of glory who is the king over all kings. And we are the only people on earth that have that access and can pray and decree from earth into the heavens and bring down the powers of darkness that are obviously driving and influencing uh, government institutions. So remember, delight in the saints. Say delight in the saints. I have a good inheritance. I receive God's counsel daily. I have the presence of the Holy Spirit and the certainty of the resurrection. That was Jesus' strategy for joy. And pastor, there's one other amazing thing. And you were talking about, you know, some of the glory days that we saw in Africa, for instance, and in the times of revival that we've been able to experience and see people hearing the gospel and coming to Christ. And, and in Luke... And um, may I say, just to interrupt, mm -hmm. among the incidents that, oh, that really was blessing to us, there were days where the Lord said, baptize these people. And I was a good old Baptist. You know, I was, there should be a tank. We baptized. I said, where am I going to get a tank big enough to baptize these people? And he said, I'll put a tank. I said, I, where is your tank? And he said, the Congo River. It's right there next door. And so we went. And that day, I mean, and the, the general of the army, General Botetti, said, you take my guards. I said, I don't, don't need the guards. He said, you take my guards. And so they were there standing. I didn't want them around. But they, were, they had their machine guns. And as I stepped into the waters of the Congo River, they started firing in front of me. I said, oh, God, they're shooting at me. <laughs> and found out there were logs floating nearby. And then the logs opened their mouths. <laughs> and I realized, said, self, these are not logs. These are crocodiles. And they can bite you. And I was really concerned. This was my first pair. I had bought a new pair of Nikes. <laughs> and the River Congo said, we claim them in Jesus' name. And the river, river sucked up. My, I lost my Nikes in the Congo River because it sucked it up. But we baptized more than 3,000. We still have the names. More than yes. 3,000 that day. Yes. And that was a glorious day. Yes. Yeah, Luke 10, you were, this is exactly what you were experiencing and witnessing, and it is still true for us today. It says, the Lord appointed 70 and sent them two by two before his face into every city 
and every place that he himself was about to go. So just take a fresh commission that the Lord himself wants to invade the earth heart by heart, and you are the messenger. And you know that he sent them out, and when they came back, the 70 returned with joy. Say with joy. Saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. So this was the first time that the disciples experienced the fact that they had authority in the spiritual realm. Authority to bind the powers of darkness. Authority to set people free. Two persons witnessing to one and could completely deliver them from darkness and into healing and eternal life through the name of Jesus. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Praise the Lord. Behold, I give you authority. Turn to your neighbor and say, you have authority. Say it again. You have authority. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all, say all, all the power of the enemy. Say, I have authority in the name of Jesus. He has sent me in power over all the power of the enemy. Say, I have power over all the power of the enemy. Come on. And nothing, say nothing, shall by any means hurt you. Come on. Come on. Say nothing shall hurt me. And then he said, and with all this, don't just rejoice in this power that you've been given, but rather rejoice because your name is written in heaven. And in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the spirit and said, I thank you, Father of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to your children. Even so, Father, it seemed good in your sight to do this because all things have been delivered to me. And I am delivering these to my saints. Say all authority over all power. And nothing shall hurt me. Jesus rejoiced when he saw the saints ministering the gospel to others in power. So make Jesus happy this week. Make him rejoice in a particular way. And Hank, I want to say something to you. During worship, when I looked at you, I literally saw in your belly a vessel, an overflowing vessel that had seeds in it, like grains of wheat and things like that that could be planted. And as I looked, it was actually... Uh, a sewer's bag from the ancient times with the, the strap 
and they would fill it with the seed and they would go out into the field and reach into the bag and so and then the scene changed and I saw a famous Jewish uh, story a Jewish parable that the rabbis always tell and it is that there was a excuse me for saying this but there was and I'll just say an elderly man was planting a tree and some young people came by and looked at him and said what are you doing and he said I'm planting this tree and they started laughing and they said don't you know that takes that tree takes a long time to grow and you will never live to even see that tree grow and he said that's exactly why I'm planting it because one generation two generations, three generations from me, people will be able to come and sit under this tree and eat its fruit. And Hank, I heard from the Lord today to encourage you again that you have been like the sower that has gone out to sow in rocky soil, in good soil, in good weather, in bad weather, in the face of the birds that would come and eat. You have continued to sow the seeds of the gospel. And I saw today that there are three generations that will come after you that will spring up out of those seeds that you have sown. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And we pray for each of you here and those watching us on the web that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Say to yourself, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is, my is my strength. Tell your neighbor, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is, your is your strength. Now, tell the church, the joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord is, our is our strength. And we want to say to principalities and powers, yes. the, joy the, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive your joy. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. To order more great resources by Mahesh and Bonnie Chavda, visit us at chavdaministries.org. For a full catalog of our products, you can call us at 1-800-730-6264. God bless you.